0: Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick.
1: So we're approximately 13 days away from seeing hockey games that count <laughs> again. <laughs> Perhaps if if Boston can be on their best behavior in the next 7 to 10 days and <clears throat> ruin everything for everyone. Hopefully ruin everything for everyone. Yeah, it just depends on how you feel about it. Uh, I suggested we go completely in the other direction and have a little uh, fun Down goes Brown style where I pose the question, what is the best starting lineup of five skaters and a goalie you could come up with using players with one-syllable last names? And I must say, before... Be- uh, a couple of minutes before we were getting ready to re- record Cassie, you seem to tease you, you had a um, common theme for, for your roster. And I have two potential guesses. Oh, and, and what might those be uh, complete garbage human beings?
2: I or, couldn't get rid of one. So I, uh, that is part of it. Yes.
1: Or players whose first names begin with the letter B.
2: I have two of those, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. And one,
2: of, and one of those happens to be one of the garbage human beings that you were, just, you were just mentioning. Oh, I'm sure of it, because I have them all written down as well. <sighs> so so I didn't want to do the obvious thing and go with Patrick Waugh.
0: Yeah, that's too easy. It's
2: the obvious thing.
0: Because you and don't so, want to win.
2: No, no, my team would win, but it would be um, in a... Um, there might not be a broken bone, or bone bro- unbroken in, in some of the opposing players. Um,
1: <laughs> would, would they be good enough to create a Statue of Liberty moment? I mean,
2: just saying. Uh, so anyway, um, so so instead of going from present to the past, I went from past to the present and so, when I got to the point where I could start adding guys from, say, 1980 to now, they just didn't fit on my team. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so they are a bunch of really talented um, either NHL first-team All-Star slash Hockey Hall of Famers that um, are bruisers. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how I ended up. So my goalie is Jacques Plant. And okay. my defense is Eddie Shore and Bobby Orr. Nice rhyming thing going on. I guess I have three that start with these. Um and my my top line is Bobby Clark, Gordy Howe and it pains me to say Bobby Hall. Asshole Hall. Mm. And so so they would definitely win, but they would also definitely um, probably lack some sportsmanship while doing it. (laughs) So there you go.
1: Not a bad starting
2: point six. Plant, or shore, Howe, hull, and Clark. I was actually looking when I got to the point where I was looking for a left winger and I was starting to look post 1980, I was like, yeah, nobody's gonna fit in this lineup. And and so I was looking for a winger, a left winger after that, and I'm like God damn it, I'm going to have to go with Bobby Hull, aren't I? Oh, don't
1: worry, I have you covered on uh, <sighs> the whole post-1980 thing. In a little... all, right, all, right. all right, Patrick, what do you have?
0: Well, of course, since I have an interest in winning, <laughs> I, have, I have started St. Patrick Roy, Pat Roy, kid, in, in the net. I've asked, Now, I will say, I did sort of flip-flop between him and Billy Smith. I had him on
2: my list too. He is Billy, on my short list.
0: Billy Smith just for the lulls, right? Of just everybody's knees would be gone on the opposing team by the time whatever series was over. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have uh Rob Blake and Bobby yep. Orr. There you go. Yeah, I tossed
2: Rob Blake out. <laughs> I was like,
0: eh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um and unlike you, Cassie, I decided my one role was to keep Garbage human beings off my team. Oh, at least known garbage human beings. Okay.
2: okay.
0: So for my left wing, I went with one Brian Prop.
1: Okay. Who mm-hmm. has over
0: a thousand points and just over a thousand games. Mm-hmm. One center of of um, some guy named Gordy Howe, which I think might be a common. And then for my right wing, I went with Mark Stone. Oh, that's an interesting name. Because that, that just seems, you know, Brian Propp played on a lot of those big bruising Flyers teams. So I think he'd mesh well with Howe. And Stone's got kind of that two-way forward with a little bit of anger in his game. So I think he'd mesh with the other two. And then all you need to do is is for those three just to blow, you know, Moses the Red Sea of the, of, of the opposing team. And there goes Bobby Orr, right? Yeah.
1: I like it hmm So seeing as though this was my question, of course I uh did the extra credit work.
2: We we expect nothing roster. less. We expect nothing less of you, Pat. Uh
1: first the uh Hall of Fame edition. I had Gordy Howe. Then I had Adam Ho- Adam Oates and Brown. Yeah, I had him
2: too and I tossed him out.
1: <laughs> well, I only put him on there because I wanted the lesser of two. Uh, evil Hulls mm. and I figured Oates and Hull together and then have Gordy do what Gordy needs to do then I had a real toss up in on the back end I ended up going with Bobby Orr and Brian Leach
2: mm, I had Leach too but then I thought that was, that was too fancy in the back end
1: well I could elevate a Brad Park if I want or go with a Rob Blake but we'll get to those two in a minute and then I did have St. Patrick as number one, and that led me to my second roster, the Hockey Hall of Fame edition, where their first names all begin with the letter B. And all <laughs> the names have been mentioned at this point. Bobby Clark centering, asshole Hall one, and piece of garbage Hall two. Um, I elevated Brad Park and Rob Blake for the, this lineup, and I went with Billy Smith and Ned. Glenn Hall was kind of, he was on the list, but eh, he's not that fun. But my actual entry into this, uh, I don't know what you want to call this. It's not really competition. It's just seeing how nerdy we can get. Um, I may have made a full 23-man roster (laughs) with current players. I knew it. (laughs) And and I'm... uh, I'm cheaper. thinking. I, no, I'm thinking this could actually legitimately make the playoffs and win a win a round or so. You know, salary cap be damned.
0: Oh, so you mean the '80s, '80s and '90s? Uh, early aughts,
1: Toronto Maple Leafs and Detroit Red Wings. I'm thinking. Um, but my my uh, just for my starting six, I had Mark Stone, Braden Point, and Patrick Kane. Tori Krug, Seth Jones, and then eh, I'll give the edge to Tuka Rask. So there's just a starting six, but like my next line would have been Taylor Hall, Sebastian Aho, and eh, Aho's good enough. He could take Brian Rust eh, eh, Ajo,
2: eh, 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 Aho,
1: two syllables. Uh, oh. oh, oh, Excuse me, I caught cr- My handwriting is garbage. Uh, Mm -hmm. Um, I meant to put Kevin Hayes there
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Hayes then Anders Lee, Jonathan Taves Evander Kane and then Connor Brown, Jordan Stahl and Dustin Brown on the back end Adam Fox, Quinn Hughes Darnell Nurse and Devin Taves and then for your extras Brent Burns, Riley Smith and Jamie Bennett and some guy named Kerry Price that isn't going to do a thing against Pittsburgh in two weeks.
2: Doesn't Come Pittsburgh on. have like nine guys out of the lineup too right now? <laughs> yeah. quote unquote, unfit to play, Which, which, you know, maybe it's just because I was a contractor for the Department of Defense for 10 years, or maybe it's because I watched too many military movies with my dad. Unfit to play always makes me think of unfit for command but yeah, just random aside there. Fit for duty. Unfit for duty, that's another good one.
1: Speaking of things that are unfit, how about that roof collapse in Edmonton? (laughs) Uh, uh, Probably a little earlier than I was expecting to make that transition, but it was right there
2: someone didn't didn't really fulfill their their voodoo curse cuz cuz that ended up not over the arena
0: I, just, has anybody filed a bug on on 2020 you know cause, <laughs> or at least called support or something cuz <laughs>
2: No no it's it's the year where where the onion in 2020 in reality have become one
0: actually they've 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 almost swapped places
2: They're, it's close' we're, we're kind of in the, the, the just about to change over so that the onion just seems more like reality should be than reality I mean, yeah I'm just
0: I'm waiting for ten years the America's most trusted news source is the onion.
1: Soon, very soon. As long as they don't let Twitter.com anywhere near that uh, distinction, I'm all for it.
0: Mm. They'll just post the super user admin credentials in, in their Slack channel, right?
1: Yeah, well, what I was about to say is, well, 2020 is the year of still supporting Internet Explorer despite, you know, its own creators' Dropping support ages ago. That, that's what 2020 is. <sighs> Let's see what what other tech related uh, jokes from just this past seven days can we <laughs> compare to the Edmonton roof? That um... um, I I can't come up with a Cloudflare joke. Can you? No.
0: Nope. Yeah. But it certainly sounds like um, as a web dev, you you've got some. I'm looking for um, pent up frustrations about Internet Exploder?
1: Uh, no, I'm just campaigning to dro- drop drop support, sort of like the roof fell up down in Edmonton over the whatever the hall is that everyone from Edmonton was telling us about, like 30 seconds later. Ford. Ford Hall. There we go.
0: Because in, in Alberta, it's going to be sponsored by one of two things a truck or an oil company.
1: Well, it aptly ap- uh, named the fix or repair daily Hall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I may have spent. That was always, yeah.
1: So that's pretty much an omen that an Eastern Conference team is going to win the cup should should they make it that far yeah
2: no no i wouldn't think so because yeah. um toronto's relaxing their their COVID 19 restrictions and they're starting to have more of an outbreak
0: well there's there's that but pat what do we know about every stanley cup winner they have the most interesting path story to the stanley cup victory true or false mm-hmm. It's the it's it's the Greg Wyshinski, and I will give him credit for this, it's something they finally didn't steal from us. (laughs) It's the Greg Wyshinsky model of the team who ends up having the story that goes best on the Stanley Cup DVD is the one that wins. So you've got these teams that are sitting there now who who the first thing right out of the gate had to overcome the damage. a, the the damage to the hub arena. So there's step one. Whereas okay. all Toronto, all Toronto had to do was, you know, stop cheating.
1: Oh, we'll get to Toronto later. <laughs> we'll get to Toronto later. So all right, let, let me. So all it right, back, I, I,
2: it always goes back to Toronto.
1: Yeah, I think we're just conditioned to do that. Mm. All right, so you made the case for why Edmonton will win. Is Montreal overcoming the most, oh, what is the most derogatory but non-derogatory term I could think of? Um, Is Montreal the most complacent team coming into this sideshow? Can they overcome the, we thought we were going to be out of it, so we traded away our assets? And. Players barely want to come back and Max Domi. Won't everyone think of Max Domi and use that to trick people into winning a cup?
0: Are they going to be able to overcome Gary Price sucking or not being a world beater, which is what everyone's fear apparently is?
1: Well, he he's not going to be a world beater because they barely have an ECHL defense. Well, and then they,
0: they aren't going to win anything.
1: No, oh. oh, that's a shame. So I guess,
2: <laughs> darn it. <laughs> mm,
1: I mean, that would be a nice way to stick it to Toronto for all that cheating, though, letting the Canadians win this year of all years.
2: Yeah, no, no, that you can't, You can't have a Canadian team win in Canada, though. That doesn't, because because the the winning team has to be in the opposing country, right? Oh, so or is that just Canada? (laughs) So
1: so what? I mean, because the boss, like two of the Boston Bruins have experience. I know the number is more than two players. uh, Being the last team to win on Canadian soil, um, once they overcome their obstacles of having too many players be around other people that have got been diagnosed, um, they're going to win the cup.
2: I like the way the coach didn't even try to hide that.
1: (laughs) No. And he said like, he was happy that, you know, David Pasternak admitted it as much to the press. And it's just like, man, this makes life so much easier. Everyone knows. But because the
2: NHL is like, no, no, we will. Uh, wasn't wasn't the nhl weren't teams supposed to tell the nhl and the nhl was supposed to disseminate that information wasn't oh, that yeah. originally the
1: idea yeah and it's going so well so far i i think the bigger issue is uh, diagnosis and actual injuries whereas i think a lot of these cases are players are just being held out of practices so well, i'm sure there's some crazy bullet point you know 503 C part two that says they can do what they're doing.
2: But I mean, I haven't even heard the NHL release anybody's information at all. Even though supposedly teams were supposed to tell them unless it's the next quote unquote phase. If they get that far that the they're supposed. I thought it was supposed to start this phase and, but teams are like, Oh no, we're just going to say he's unfit. And it's like, but wait, weren't you supposed to tell the NHL, and they were supposed to tell everybody else? I, I'm confused. Or maybe it doesn't matter, and I'm just, it, I'm just, you know.
1: I guess every person in the organ, like half the people in organizations that would, you know, decrypt the NHL memos to the PR team, or and or certain PR team members are, are still on furloughs for you know, the time being. So the coaches haven't gotten the memos. So who knows? But I imagine as soon as they're in Toronto and Edmonton, should they make it that far? Uh, I have a feeling everything will change, but. We shall see.
2: Are you going to say something, Patrick?
0: No. I'm just... This is the stupidest damn timeline. It's just the stupidest damn timeline. I mean, I don't disagree that once they get into the bubbles, the likelihood of the containment, the likelihood of of contamination in the bubbles goes down. But at this point, you got to sit there and go, are they even going to make it? You know?
2: No, they'll and make it, it simply because they don't have any anything publicly or probably even in print that says we are not point. doing this at this point.
0: It's inertia. <laughs> I mean, we all know at this point it's literally just inertia. It's going to carry it through to the bubble. and Because then they have the well we've got a couple of weeks you know while we're in the bubble type thing before the playoffs start you know i
2: think that's that's going to be the that that time period is is going to be where it makes or breaks the whole thing so once they get into the bubble and then you know they're testing everybody like consistently by the same people regularly then we're going to start seeing a lot more worse kind of things, I think.
1: I think the dam is either going to break this week, or immediately before the conference finals, when families may or may not be introduced to the bubble in Edmonton.
0: Mm. Maybe. But I think they're probably going to do this thing where they're going to ask the families politely to really isolate themselves before they come to the bubble.
2: So here's a question. Just popped into my head. (laughs) So if... So you just said Edmonton and not also Toronto. So what... Would they continue on if one hub has to close down completely and the other one doesn't? So that they have a winner, even if it's like the Western Conference champion?
1: No, I think they wait it out. I think anything... By the time they get to, let's say, four teams, if one team is unfit to play uh, I think they just postponed everything and then the calendar just gets pushed back accordingly
2: no I mean even before they get to that point though so let's say let's say they all go into the bubble and let's say that one hub just is devastated by people being out of the lineups for COVID unfit to play whatever you want to call it but the other hub isn't so you have you get to the point where you you've got like eight teams in each, or yeah eight teams in each but one hub can't play because they're just they, they have to forfeit or whatever but the other one can do they finish out the one hub and try to salvage as much as they can out of it or do they shut the whole thing down because one hub is out
1: I mean, reseeding is being reintroduced to the Stanley Cup playoffs, so it's feasible.
2: Because I could see that happening. I could see like Toronto just being the, the teams in Toronto, East, Eastern Conference teams just being devastated by being unfit to play. And the Western Conference is like not great, but they're still muddling along. And the NHL is trying to recoup money, right? And so I could see them continuing on with with one hub just to like try to eke out that TV deal.
1: It could happen. It could happen. Would, but
2: that would but, be 2020. That would be how the NHL, the Stanley Cup Championship, ends up getting caught. Ends up. Getting played out in
1: 2020. Well, also, in in the age and the year of 2020, we ask ourselves the wrong question. Everyone's asking, why don't we do this thing? Why don't we just play these games instead of how, what what are the things that we can do to get there? Like, you know, I'm knee-deep into how you know my county school district is going to reopen and everyone's asking when are you going to open why why aren't you reopening why are you instead of what are the things that we can responsibly do to open the schools in the NHL's case it's going to be how do we quote unquote let a few test results slip through the cracks cuz that's i mean i could see that honestly happening way before they shut down an entire hub
2: you mean the the asymptomatic guys?
1: Oh, so, how, how are they asymptomatic? We don't have a test result for them.
2: Well, I mean, no, that's that's.
1: But yeah, essentially, they
2: know that that person's asymptomatic, but they're not. Nobody's like acting on it, and I because I had tweeted it was like a week ago now. The, the NHL's real plan is to make sure everybody catches COVID and that they're all and hopefully they're all asymptomatic. So nobody has to worry about people being like taken out of lineups.
1: I mean, I've heard the same thing about the kids in school. So it the math checks out for the the stupidity at which the NHL would do something like that. But mm-hmm. completely feasible. I could see it happening. It'll it'll be in a book in 20 years, I'm sure. Which kind of begs the question, who does write the book of, of about hub life for these two There's months?
2: There'll be a couple of them, I think.
1: I mean, it can't be as fun or as entertaining as the NBA Bubble Life uh, Twitter account.
0: <laughs> you know it's got to be McIndoe, right?
1: Oh, yeah. no, I think, think it's
0: it just No, one has, one has to definitely be Sean, you know, Down Goes Brown.
1: I mean, he'll write it, but I was thinking someone from the inside Player, has to
2: write. biography cut. Oh
0: no, no. I, I, I get it. That one will be handled either by Mark Spector or Steve Simmons.
1: Oh, oh Steve Simmons is gonna make his way inside the bubble. I'll believe it when I see
0: it. No, no, he doesn't have to make his way inside anywhere. He can just make it up. Oh. Well that's right? completely on brand for him. So yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. Okay. They don't have to have first-hand knowledge. You just second have to third have hand is second math. or third-hand No, you don't even have to have second or third-hand knowledge. You just have to be able to fabricate things
2: and make it sound like it's
0: reasonably true. Be honest to sort God, of. don't even Don't even need that. <laughs> because, you know, the, the, fan the
2: fiction is what you're saying. Truly, really, it is,
0: fiction. right? Yeah. Because yeah. if you remember, the person who who gave us the um, family circus style, you know, path to Air Canada Senator from Phil's condo past the hot dog stand. I mean, it was the most circuitous route you could possibly take. And as we all know, Phil loves exerting himself when it's Mm -hmm. not on the ice. Right. So
1: clearly, Uh, his GM, uh, you know, testified to that. So I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he clearly, clearly would walk, you know, kilometers out of his way. To, to go get one of those delicious street hot dogs.
2: Even though he doesn't really like hot dogs, I think that's oh, what he said. Uh, I,
1: I wish we could steal that clip of his sister saying that on ESPN on Ice. Ugh. Perfect to insert it right here.
2: Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, then let me ask It'll be you a coach. this. It'll be a coach that writes it. there will be a tell all by a coach.
1: Or, I was going to say, which player would be most likely to write the story, but under a pen name?
0: I think you go the other way around. Which player decides to have a Players' Tribune article ghostwritten for them?
1: Ah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and my choice? Jonathan Taves.
2: No uh no because Jonathan Taves is the who knows how this this virus gets around all you need to do is be be healthy and you should be fine guy
0: that's why I'm saying he's the one who does it because that that little bit of backlash he I
1: think he is most likely to um, if he's ready to pop and just go... Full rant on everything that's happening. Like, I, Cassie, I don't know if you heard, and I'm assuming Patrick, you did. The uh, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman talked about his comments from last week when he talked about everyone needing mm-hmm. to be healthy and yep. whatever and whatever. And I don't exactly. Elliot made the uh, argument that he was trying to be too careful with his words and really stuck his foot in his mouth. I don't necessarily buy the argument, but there's some logic to it where he's quote unquote one of the more woke players in the league and he was trying to make a point and just really did a poor job. I think it's a little column A, a little column B.
2: Mm, I, he sounded to me, from what I read at the quote, he sounded to me like, I'm a professional athlete. I've been taking care of my body like insanely for all my life and nothing's going to hurt me because I all I have to do is be healthy. <laughs> That's what it yeah. sounds like to me. But
1: <laughs> And I have still yet to hear the, like, how the question was posed to him but it doesn't matter at this point but i expect when he retires to to drop like an expose or like become the next ken dryden for lack of a better comparison i can see him being the guy that writes a tell-all or yeah
2: i think it's gonna be mark-andre fleury he's going to be the guy that that does the tell all maybe maybe you know somebody ghostwrites writes it for him or whatever but i think he's going to be the guy
1: so his smile is just like a joker smile it's just a a face he he's got a uh, he's got a lot that he wants to come out about
2: hmm. i wouldn't say joker smile i would say that that you know he's probably a genuinely happy-go-lucky kind of guy, but that doesn't mean he agrees with everything.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: You know, you can accept things and and not agree with it, so... But that would be... that He's the first one that jumps to mind. If we're going to go with big names. Otherwise, I think it's probably going to be some, like, fourth-liner, you know, bottom-pair defenseman who decides to write all the gory details doesn't get everybody to sign off on it and just names names and just says this is how it is or how it was. <laughs> and then
1: released later that week is uh, Sidney Crosby's book that contradicts everything that was said because mm-hmm. he just jokes the company lying because he doesn't know any better.
2: Mm, I don't know if he doesn't know any better, but uh, he just does it because he feels he has to anyway.
1: He does what he thinks is right. He, even doesn't, though know any, he, does-
0: he doesn't know any different.
1: Okay, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. But, you know, after all, he was the player ghostwriter back in the Puck Daddy days, as everyone knows. um, Where, for the course of two to three seasons, one player anonymously posted articles and everyone in the world thought it was Sidney Crosby. Mm
0: hmm. Because it was. Him. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So, there have been players who have been practicing wearing masks. I don't know if you guys have seen this.
1: Or... I've seen players. I've seen coaches on the ice, coaches on mm-hmm. the bench. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's uh... a. Yeah.
2: The entire Carolina Hurricanes uh, team photo, everybody was wearing masks. Yeah. Like the good boys that they are.
1: Well, the good boys that they pretend to be. I'm not, I'm, you know, they are my local team, and I will give them credit where credit's due, but. <laughs> They're also selling those masks at the recently opened team shop, and. Yes.
0: Are you saying that they would be so callous as to use this as a marketing opportunity to push merchandise? Are you? Shocking. Because it's totally okay if you are, because that's totally what it is.
1: I mean, they are a bunch of jerks after all, so... It's not like this isn't in their playbook that they've used each of the past two seasons.
2: Something happens and they sell merchandise off of it. Yeah, craziness.
1: I know. <laughs> the best part is um, the governor of North Carolina has been wearing that mask[s] in his semi semi regular um, press conferences. You know, just making updates with the you know the state's Department of Health, and et cetera. And it's always his cane's mask that he's taking on and off all the time.
2: So, uh, so is,
0: uh, Clearly he doesn't Carolina, want to the Hornets.
2: Yeah. Is Carolina, are the Canes getting a, a cut of uh, the proceeds, giving him a cut of the proceeds for that? I
1: don't know. We'll see. Wouldn't be surprised. All right. So something's going to happen this week. More well, to Monday, we'll get our numbers updates that may or may not be accurate based on, you know, accounting errors, fax machines going down, and then they start
0: playing. Smudge faxes.
1: Yeah. So, so something during the pretty much all of August is dedicated to this, you know, basically this um, play in round the round robin and then the first round of the playoffs. So by September 1st, are Realtors in Edmonton going to start their own virtual house hunter show for the wives and girlfriends?
0: <laughs> Isn't everyone just going to find the really nice Airbnb?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they still got to see their three options and they got to pick one. But no, could could you see a a little Airbnb market boost based on, you know, teams that should make it to the Final Four? Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. Going around and just spending two weeks in Edmonton doing their responsible quarantining um, before they can move into a hotel life with their significant other.
0: Well, you know what you do. If you're Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid or Darnell Nurse or, or um, Koskinen or any of those guys, you rent you, out your houses.
1: It's, not, it's like, not like they can stay there anyway,
0: right? If you're one of these, well, actually, Koskinen, any one of these kids that does, any one of these guys that's not married and have their own kids, yeah.
1: And it's not like their families are li- living in these spots. They're back in wherever their summer homes are, right?
0: See. So if you're, yeah, I got nothing, you know, I was going to go somewhere with that and it just,
1: no, I'll go, I'll go somewhere with that much like McDonald's is actually a real estate company and not a fast food chain. According to the kind of crappy founders movie that you can see on a streaming service near you, should the NHL actually be a real estate company?
0: that just sells the land that arenas are built on?
2: I mean, if that's HRR, is it not? Well, I mean, they could also like rent out quote unquote company housing so that like, and they kind of do anyway, new players that come in their trades, they they stay at a hotel at the team's expense until they find their own place or, or people who are like junior players or whatever who are there to do their nine games. They, they're they staying in a hotel at the team's expense, so why not just set up, like, team housing? Yeah,
1: I mean, not everyone has basements like Mario, so they need places to stay.
0: So what you're saying is, is they really are going to do a real-world <laughs> Edmonton and a real-world Toronto? They God, need I cameras,
2: so. man. They, actually, they need to have players submit phone videos so that way they can be self self edited and not show things they probably shouldn't
0: <laughs> or only but only for the confessional
1: <laughs> what is an nhl player's confessional like
0: this oh, is God, what i, I want to know, know. I no I do. Know. I do <laughs> i do i want to see these guys try and stumble to find some personality and let it out and then not sit there and go delete Every time they say something... Interesting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. We sort of had the joke going on. You know, this is going to, you know... The, the true story, true story of all of these NHL players, you know... Hold up together in a real-world style. You know, you find the dividing lines and, you know, you can... If they're going to do these stupid 24-7 shows still, why not?
2: That'd be awesome. It's like nothing. Yeah, I mean, because as they progressively go, you know, go along, if it, this goes to the end, they're in the hotel for two months, right? All together. Right. And so, you know, it's it would progressively get more uh, contentious as you went along. Or the pranks.
0: You know, or the pranks just start going up.
2: Yep, both. It'd be both.
0: Because you know that I want to see Crosby get back at Ovechkin for that all-star ad where Ovechkin just ordered like the entire room service menu and had it delivered to Crosby's room. <laughs> I want to see Crosby get back at Ovechkin for that. You know, even though it was state, I'd still like to see something like that. You know, because come on, that was actually a pretty good ad. That was,
2: that was really
1: So funny. So what we need is, like, a week-long miniseries, um, Ocean's Eleven, or a movie that I just watched this past week, uh, Now You See Me, level, just show me all the plans that Crosby has developed over years and years and years to get back at Ovechkin. Like, overly complex...
2: But then you'd have, to, then then Crosby would have to actually reveal his real personality and we can't have that. On camera,
0: no less. I think he'd be okay to his a point. As long as it didn't do any damage to brand Crosby. Right? Like it wasn't harming animals or, you know, demeaning anyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Which there goes not, all the fun ideas, then. You
0: know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> right? sitting, I'm sitting here saying that, you know, like, i just, you know...
2: <laughs> Which was my point.
0: <laughs> kind of like just being a decent human being, right?
2: Oh, yeah, and he should not... Nobody should get bonus points for being a decent human being. That's, like, bare minimum. Bare minimum for anybody. But, um... Now, I... I... <laughs> should be less that and more of a a someone pretending they're a mole. You know? It's like day twenty-three. I'm I'm still with the team and they haven't figured out that I'm a mole yet, you know? <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Just pick a random guy in every team.
1: <laughs> well no, it's all the guys that were traded and played like three games.
2: Or or the 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 black aces who Aren't actually playing games, but they're still there.
1: Yeah, I like that. Like, I think I
0: think yeah, (laughs) Colby Armstrong with the Penguins.
1: I mean, he's clearly getting stuffed in Crosby's luggage, right? Oh yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. It's like you you take a former player from every team, (laughs) embed them in with the team even even put them on the ice strings and practices just for the just for the laughs and it's like
0: we'll see yeah. with, Col- with colby you've got the eastern you know pretty much covered because he played for toronto and montreal and pittsburgh
1: and he works for Sportsnet, so we right. have no problem you know finding someone to produce something
0: right hmm.
2: we need credit for this if this goes live this is oh, our no, idea it- <laughs>
0: Like they've given us credit for any of the ideas they've stolen from us which by the way you all laughed at me when i said something about monitors in the seats Mm-hmm. yeah
2: that's what they're doing
0: there is some talk about that being done so yeah yeah yeah
2: i wasn't laughing at you i was laughing, laughing at the idea of the me. nhl actually doing it <laughs>
0: you were laughing you weren't laughing at me you were laughing near me in my proximity yeah, oh, there was a couple. There was a couple of articles and and um, some blurbs saying, you know, are what are they going to do, or you know, because there was some mention that there might be monitors in the seats, you know, behind the benches or that kind of stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: Well, it, of course, it's the most NHL
0: thing to do.
2: Carport. Waste money when they're saying that they need to like do this because they need to make money.
1: Cardboard cutouts to benefit, you know, COVID research or, or recovery funds would have been so much better. Yeah. Yeah, or just you know,
2: empty seats. FD seats, FD seats
1: are fine. So I'm slowly going through my head of who would be the the plant <laughs> to just cause in every team. And Kovalchuk for the Capitals. Yeah. Did you remember that?
0: Oh God. Yeah. For the
1: Capitals. Um, he tipped his hand this week saying it'd be great if they got to, if the Capitals got to play the Canadians. Uh, in a first round matchup, but I'm going through my head. I'm thinking, all right, does Marlo throw a wrench in the penguins? Uh, you know, wheels because he's still friends with Mitch and Austin up in Toronto. You know, All Brady Shay is playing his former team and this playing around.
0: Didn't Brady say that he had a little bit of, of uh revenge on his mind.
1: Oh, he, he said he had a chip on his shoulder.
0: Okay. Yeah. Good on him. I don't know why? I mean, I would have preferred to have been traded to Carolina too, the way. Kirk was going, but hey. Yeah, but Panarin is so much fun to watch.
1: Oh, uh, I guess he got tired of defending him in practice. And speaking of practices, I was waiting. Let, let, <laughs> the one thing I wanted to talk about and the stupidity of this dumb league and giving power and authority to said general managers. So, twice this week. Toronto's kind of been given the tisk tisk for doing things. Uh, one was they had refs or someone posing as some sort of on ice official during one of their practices. And while the league deemed they did not break any rules, they, you know, told the team to stop to quote unquote maintain the integrity of the bubble, which makes sense.
2: Kind of. Well more it's, more along the lines of nobody else is doing this, so you need to stop.
1: <laughs> well, they did it before other teams found out, but once again, there's nothing in the rules against it, so Bettman has to create a new rule to cover his ass. So
2: why would you even want on ice referees? I mean, these guys are professional athletes. Some of them have been playing for over a decade and if you can't figure out how to like get back into game mode by now, then maybe you should be retiring.
1: (laughs) I get it from in this two week period where they're just getting back up to speed. It makes sense in my mind because it's all about timing, getting your time and space judgment, uh, spatial awareness back up to speed and Like, if it were just four four of the coaches posing as the referees, no one would have blinked an eye at this. No, Let me rephrase that. There would be at least 30 other teams that would blink an eye at it because they did something that no one else thought of, and then boo-hoo. God forbid. Yeah. God forbid. Just like, you know, potentially opening the doors to your practice facility during the summer where some things... May or may not be happening. Which brings us to the Tisk um, Tisk number two that actually ended up in some legal jargon in the league's m- Memorandum of Understanding. Good old
0: MOU. Apparently. S-E-ing.
1: What?
0: M O U S E.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> uh, oh. Man, that's going to be stuck in my head. <laughs> hey they're hi, they're ho, they're we're as happy as can be. C B A M oh sorry.
2: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: I just Ooh. derailed everything again, I'm sorry.
1: Who <laughs> would be best yeah. to make that parody? We don't have a good parody person for the
0: you know, league anymore.
2: The league doesn't want that. They they are serious business and everything needs to be taken seriously because it's serious, damn it.
1: And Seriously? exactly why someone from the outside needs to do it, but there, once upon a time, there used to be a person we could look to, but no longer works in around or adjacent to hockey at the moment. Anywho, um, Toronto they have a practice facility that its doors remain open to players and staff during the summer, which is completely legal. All facilities are available to be used by players at any time during the off season. What where Toronto skirted into the dark gray areas was, I guess they helped fit the bill for, you know, some of their prospects to travel to the greater Toronto area and they would bring in or hire themselves, the team, not the players search uh, specialty coaches certain trainers to help their players play which i am not i am not against toronto flexing their financial muscle it's a double-edged sword for me one of the problems they create when they just spend money that they have on everything is it drives up the cost for everyone else and so that's why you know, the league needs to have a salary cap is because certain teams were overspending, especially on non-roster things. It's like the salary cap is basically there to balance everything else in life out. Because Toronto can spend five, six, seven million dollars on coaching a head coach's position where you know that money is divided between multiple individuals now. Um You know, it drives up the cost for, you know, the 31st and soon-to-be-32nd revenue team in the league. And until people are going to say, if you really want this job, this is what our market can bear. Anyway, apparently all the teams, you know, pitched a fit just like they pitched a fit at Arizona for quote-unquote testing prospects prior to an official NHL scouting combine. At this point, all this little childish bickering, which I am subject to on an hourly basis with my two children. um, I think it's just time to open the floodgates and just let things loose. Like, I have no problem with a team paying for certain coaching, you know, to come in and help players during the summer or even during the season. So I think it's time to introduce off-season OTAs or organized team activities. And I think this might be a good place to stop things. What is the most ridiculous, petty, organized team activity that should be stamped into the CBA just to piss off another team?
0: This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. Are available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.